Welcome everyone back to another edition of Cleve and me and I ain't gonna lie to the fans, the ladies, the gentlemen, we're a little beat up, we're a little tired. Cleveland is, you know, has understaffing going on with his job, so he'd be working 12 plus hours a day. I just came from back from a legit boot camp, no, not Army or Navy, but a company boot camp, which kicked my ass. So we're gonna keep the energy high, we're gonna get a lot in. But, man, we're a little wiped, so, you know, deal with some, you know, stumbling by me or maybe, you know, it can be a little bit random of an episode, but it's still going to be a fucking great time as always. That being said, Cleveland, how we doing on this Friday afternoon? It's an unusual time for a show for us, but I'm kind of digging it. I'm feeling really good. Uh, it's been a crazy little day. Weather's kind of crazy, actually. I got off work at 8 a.m., Pitch black outside, you know, it was raining like crazy. So it's going to rain like the next 10 fucking days. Yeah, this is like it's about to be a, a long couple of days. Like Joe mentioned, we've both been very busy with work. I'm very understaffed at work at the moment, so I really don't get as much free time as I would like to. But we are meeting at an odd time, but we have a lot to talk about. Um, my guy Roman Reigns been tearing it up on SmackDown. Bobby Lashley finally overcame. Drew McIntyre, and he can move past him, and I'm ready to talk wrestling. Yeah, and there you go, the thing we do best, talk wrestling. So I think me and Cleveland, uh, I don't think I know. We want to start with Monday Night Raw because we think it took leaps and bounds. Uh, if you notice on our Twitter account, which is also at Cleveland Me, uh, for those people who just, you know, aren't paying attention, um, I'm, I, we've been putting some grades out there and uh, you know, I think I'm, we're going to start doing that a little more often. We, I, we simply just put a grade. Um, I got to communicate with my boy Cleveland a little more cause it's a little new for both of us. But uh, for example, if I can go back a little bit into time with my so-called Twitter. Um, at, yeah. So basically from, Okay, all of a sudden I can't see the damn grades. I think I gave Raw on the uh, B plus. Anyways, Cleveland, what would be your grade, and uh, why do you, did you like Monday Night Raw so much? Uh, I give it a B plus simply because not only were there actually pretty good matches, but there were new people getting TV time, new people standing out. You know, you didn't see the same old guys winning. The three guys that qualify for the Money in the Bank have never held the world's champion never even um, had a world championship title shot at all in their career. So this is a great start. Shout out Ricochet, Riddler, and John Morrison, who, in my opinion, is, probably deserves it the most out of the three guys in the match at the moment because he came back and he was, you know, all these goofy storylines. And now he potentially probably, I think he's my little dark horse to win the match. But I think Raw just did a lot of interesting things that made people want to talk about it and – you presented new wrestlers and gave them a chance to shine. So B plus for me. 
Yeah, and uh, from Cleveland, me, it was a B-plus as well. And you said money in the bank. Let's hit that part of it. Um, the three winners that came out of the qualifying matches was Matt Riddle. Um, and then – Did Ricochet beat AJ Styles? Yeah. Matt beat Riddle Styles. beat – Who did Riddle beat? Uh, because John Morrison beat Randy Orton. Yeah, he beat – uh, I don't. I forgot who Maverick was. It I think it was Xavier Woods or, or was no, it I think it was Kofi, wasn't it? Or AJ uh, Styles? No, AJ had Ricochet. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we had. Uh, see, I uh, told you, screw some. Uh, but anyway, so, can, so the three yeah, winners. We can get back to that one. Yeah. And you know, all new to the scene, John Morrison, not. But I think you know, I could see where a win for him would. It makes sense. You get a money in the bank that he deserves. Him and the Miz can kind of fight over it maybe a little, or they could just be a dynamic team as he's <laughs> the Miz sprayed Randy Orton with the drip drip on Monday night. But, um, you know, Ricochet, he, he had the United States Championship before, but really he's been behind the scenes since, so I'll be interested to see if they push his character. And then Riddle, obviously, him and Randy Orton are going to go at it at some point. I don't know I think so. when, but it's just a matter of time. Yeah, it, it's – and, you know, that's what we talked about. We heard Vince McMahon say he wanted the Monday Night Raw to get more creative. And a lot of people are talking about this lady uh, creative writer they uh, hired who doesn't know squat about wrestling. But guess what? Creative isn't all about the wrestling content. But Cleveland, I see you have a point. Also, you said creative. Also, I think it's getting a little more edgier, too. If you notice, as I was watching the pay-per-views and, like, uh, Raw, I noticed that they're going back to more shots toward the head. I don't know if anybody picked that up of lately, but we've seen a couple chair shots to the head this past pay-per-view and on um, Raw. So I think that's pretty interesting, too, because we all know the we all know what why they took chair shots away because of the cut, concussions that a lot of wrestlers were getting. But I thought that it kind of hurt the value of it because it looks goofy just hitting someone in the back all like 10 times with a steel chair. But if the guys are able to put their hand up, which you should have been doing in the first place, you should never take unprotected chair shots to the head. But I, I like it because it, it just it feels more it gives the edge to it. And it just looks better, actually. Instead of somebody getting whacked on the back 10 times, you could just bam somebody in the head one time with a steel chair. And that has more impact to me than hitting someone on the back. So you say creative, I say it's getting more edgier because we're seeing them go back just a little bit. We ain't getting blood. I don't think we will ever get blood back in the WWE as long as Vince McMahon is around. Drew McIntyre's back was all messed up. Yeah, yeah, we, we get occasionally like that, but we don't get like I was 10 years ago when a guy's just, you know, blood pouring out, fighting like you see on AEW and all these other promotions. But – I I think I do like it though. I, I mean, like I said, I understand the safety behind it, but it also just looks better taking a chair shot to the head than a chair shot to your back or your leg or something. And so, you know, those things can play off each other, right? Between creative and more edge, and that's what Raw needs. Actually, it'd be cool if Edge came back too, but uh, that's another point. Um, you know, though. I want to talk about money in the make more, but I wanted to let the people know who won those qualifying matches. And by the way, before we get into Hell in a Cell a little bit and the aftermath, I wanted to say that next week, so four men are coming out of the Raw side because 
AJ Styles, the three losers of the qualifying matches face off in a triple threat next week, that being AJ Styles, uh, Randy Orton, and I might as well just freaking look up who the person we keep forgetting is now. Uh, let me just simply go to the riddle section. Oh, he defeated Drew McIntyre. Yes, of course. It was a good, that was actually a really good match. But uh, anyways, so those three will fight in a triple threat. Now I want to ask you out of Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and Drew McIntyre, who do you want to see when and why? I will quickly say off the top of my head, it should go to Randy Orton for two reasons. One, AJ Styles is a tag champ right now. They could keep that going for a bit. Then he could feud with Omas at some point. Um, Drew McIntyre, been there, done that. We're tired of that. He can't fight Lashley anyway, so why have him win something that we're maybe take a couple months of him winning? So Randy Orton and then Riddle's in it, so that could be an interesting dynamic too. Let's say you. Great minds think alike. Uh, you broke it down. You could possibly throw AJ Styles in there, but I'm I'm thinking WWE is shifted toward him and Omos having a feud with the uh, Viking Raiders at the moment, so that seems like in the buildup. Um, Drew McIntyre is an interesting case because we know the WWE draft is coming up. So if he were to win and switch, you know, over to SmackDown, then that could work. Ah, but, okay. But you mentioned it, Drew McIntyre. As much as I am a huge fan of Drew McIntyre, WWE cannot do what they used to do to other guys and just literally bore people to death of Drew McIntyre. He has to take a step back from the main event picture. There's nothing wrong with that. Randy Orton, AJ Styles, two established veterans in the wrestling world are not even in the main event card. They're more middle tier ones, and it's both in the tag team right now, actually. So the best choice is Randy Orton, and you spoke of Matt Ritter and Orton feuding earlier. That right there, Money Bank, could possibly set the steed for a match down the road at SummerSlam where one of the guys are climbing on the ladder, and it's – Randy Orton looking up at Matt Riddler or Matt Riddler is looking up at Orton and then, you know, boom, clash right there. So I think Orton is the safe bet and the smart choice. People will love Randy Orton regardless. And honestly, you know, um, you know, great wrestlers are made off of not just the titles that they get put on their back, but how much you love a storyline when they're not involved. And that's why I love Randy Orton so much. Um, even though, like I said, I think he'll win and get his opportunity at Money in the Bank. Uh, his character has always followed. People just always wondering what he's doing and what's going on. So Drew McIntyre get on the outside. It, it is a good point with the draft eventually coming up in a couple of months. But uh, you know, let's let's see what uh, let's see what the new guys got. I'm excited. SmackDown now, as you know, uh, we're taping this before tonight. SmackDown on June 25th here, and we don't know. They haven't announced any matches for Money in the Bank men's wise. So. I'm interested to see who and if it will be involved. As of right now, there will be a mixed tag match between Seth Rollins and Bailey versus Bianca Belair and Cesaro. And then a Roman Reigns celebration. If you haven't caught it, those are the two things previewed. Everything else, TBD, and go check it out on the internet. That being said, though, we talked about a little bit of Raw and we're, you know, previewing what could happen in SmackDown, but let's get right to it. Hell in a Cell Aftermath. Bobby Lashley retains, no shock. Roman Reigns retains, no shock. Um, and I know people might say, well, hold on, Drew McIntyre has got his chances. But 
I think they gave Lashley this run because after this run, he ain't going to have a championship for, him for a while in my eyes. So they're going to let him hold it for till at least SummerSlam, in my opinion. But we can get into that later. Um, I'm trying to go down. I know there was Seth Rollins and Cesaro had a actually a fantastic – I mean, they always do. Anything, you know, I named a, a couple championships, another man. Anything you want to mention or – uh, you know, give credit to her what you see as interesting from Hell in a Cell overall. Because my brother, who you know co-hosts when one of us are out, for he knocks a or WWE a decent amount these days, and he was very impressed with Hell in a Cell. Uh, just three points, real quick. It's more of the last three matches. First, I want to shout out Sami Zayn. WWE finally did something right and allowed Sami Zayn to pick up a big win in his career. Every time Sami Zayn has been in high-profile feuds, he's always seems to come out on the losing end. But to pin Kevin Owens, a former Universal Champion, clean in the middle of the ring was pretty impressive to see. And uh, speaking of Kevin Owens, I've read somewhere that he's taking time off. So no, yeah, he uh, apparently wants to take some time off. So so is Xavier Woods. I read. So that's very – those are two interesting points. But Sami Zayn winning to me was very crucial because I don't think a lot of people – we see Sami Zayn as sort of this comedy act, but that man has really nice moves. The Luna kick and then the, uh, that one move he does where he spin him around, I think that move is really good. Would you like him in the Money in the Bank potentially? I definitely would. Uh, Sami Zayn, all honesty, has the mic skills to be – near the main event car. He's phenomenal in the ring. Like I mentioned, he's a great talker on the mic. Right now he's got this conspiracy theory going on. So that could work in his favor. The next match I thought was pretty. Now the Charlotte and Ryan Ripley match was good, but I just had a problem with it. It seemed like Charlotte was dominating the entire match. Like I was sitting there. uh, The match was 14 minutes. I'm looking at it right now. Literally, I felt for like, at least nine minutes of the match, Charlie was in control of that match. You said you she, felt the same about uh, Lashley and McIntyre, yeah, oh, correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get but to we'll that get point. there. But yeah. you keep going, keep going. I felt that it, it was like Ryan didn't even win. She Charlotte won by disqualification. They to me, Ryan didn't even look like a champion. Charlotte was literally just manhandling her, having her way with her, and that's just not a good look. So it's kind of it's I'm like WWE. Do they really have confidence in Ryan Ripley to be champion for a long time? Or is just she's just a transition champion until somebody comes along at SummerSlam, Becky Lynch probably returns, and then they put it back on Charlotte. Now, next to the last match on the uh, card, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. Another phenomenal match, but I also have an issue with this one. Because Bobby Lashley got his ass beat for almost 20 minutes in that entire match. If anybody goes back and truly, I did not think it was that bad. It was. It felt like every time Bobby built momentum up, Drew McIntyre just came and put him down. And the fact that he had to have MVP help him to win was also just sort of a slap to the face to Bobby Lashley because that man doesn't need help for real. I love MVP, but MVP shouldn't be involved in the hell of the cell. Bobby Lashley should have been able to pin Drew McIntyre clean without MVP. I agree with that part. I agree with that part. I just felt that, like I said, I'm happy of the results. Bobby Lashley deserves to be champion, whether it's to SummerSlam or Survivor Series. He earned a long run, but I just didn't like how Drew McIntyre was literally just, like, whooping his ass the entire match. Like I said, you go back and look, literally for 20 minutes straight, Drew McIntyre is in control. At one point, I thought he was going to pin Bobby Lashley. That's how worried I was. I was on the edge of my seat, worried. 
Yeah, no, it could have happened. And, you know, let me correct something real quick. I told you guys I'd be tired today. Uh, Roman fought on the SmackDown versus Ray last week. That was a Hell in a Cell match. Um, they also had one on Monday between Lashley and Woods, where Lashley won as well. Um, a couple of matches you didn't hit on, and to me, one of them was the best match of the night, actually. I want to give a lot of credit to Bianca Belair and Bailey and Hell in a Cell. Um, like I said, I've done a 180 on Bailey. I did not like the heel thing at first. My brother can't stand it still, but I, I'm a fan of it. I think she's doing a great job of, you know, she was champion for a long time. She's, she's filling the gaps in great ways right now and keeps putting Bianca Belair on the up. So I want to give kudos there. Uh, Bliss, Bliss and Baszler. Now, a lot of people seem to be unhappy about this storyline in general. Um, you know, I like Bliss's character. Would I rather have the Fiend doing what she's doing? Of course. But Alexa Bliss for what, she, the, you know, for a very beautiful little lady, she's doing a great job being a psychotic, um, almost brainwasher at this point. She gets in Nia Jax's head. She hypnotizes Reginald. Um, you know, she, her her music actually changed. Did you notice that? I don't know if you heard any of her last few things, but her intros lately have been quite spooky. And I, I want to give her credit. Um, she's not worried about the haters. She said she loves what he's do, she's doing. But uh, for the haters out there, I guess you could take your bathroom break then. I could understand not liking the whole Nia Jax Baszler thing. I I think I preaching for how many months now that those should be singles right Cleef? oh 100 percent um the best thing is i think was to separate the two but i do want to talk back because that was actually pretty cool to see somewhat and like it's different where she sort of controlled nia jackson from the ring and stuff and a lot of people called it goofy but it's so funny because the undertaker literally used to do the same exact thing when his character first came around where he can just have mind control over people or he'll make people do things that they didn't want to do. So I just, I like the, like I said, it's, I don't know how I feel about Alexa Bliss character. It's, it's interesting to watch to see how far do they go with this. This is another thing where WWE is very edgy about because there's a lot of satanic stuff, and, you know, just stuff you, a lot of people probably don't feel comfortable with, but I think it just makes people tune in more to see what, Lexa Bliss going to do next. And I think, all honesty, she's still phenomenal in the ring, still great on the mic. So I'm enjoying it. But like you said, I think we would all love to see Bray Wyatt eventually make his return. But Alexa Bliss is doing a good job, in my opinion, of holding this down. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, people could go back and forth on Raw. But if you haven't watched Raw in a while, go check it out. Don't be, don't be one of those people. Because uh, it's it's changing and it, it's getting better. And I'm not saying that it's my favorite show. Cleveland, who says plenty of commentary on it, is agreeing. So go check the damn thing out. We, you know, Hell in a Cell, I, we got the fans coming back. Now the, the, the engine is revving right now, okay? We're in the heart of the summer getting on our way from – I like this idea of having money in the bank in SummerSlam close. Again, you get money in the bank in Houston, Texas. Summer Slam will be in Vegas at about 70000 at the Min. And, boy, they're going to gear up for this like any other. But sticking with the task at hand, let's go. You, you mentioned Rhea and Char a little bit. Do you see a rematch at uh, Money in the Bank? Because I do. 
Yeah. Um, Rhea didn't – Charlotte is the winner, so Charlotte will probably say that she deserves another title shot because she won the match in disqualification. Uh, Correct. I'm so confused on who's the heel in this feud. You know what I mean? Is Charlotte the heel? Is Rhea Ripley the heel? Because usually face don't get disqualified or act the way Rhea Ripley act. So I don't know if they made Charlotte a tweener where she's in between and Rhea's a heel, but they need to figure something out because you can't have two heels going at it. Because then, like, people – I mean, people's going to tune it out. They're going to pick Charlotte. Hey, let the people pick, though, right? I mean, yeah, let the people pick. But if you let that happen, people are going to shift towards Charlotte because they're more familiar with Charlotte. So, WB just need to – I guess next time they have a match, first let Ryan Ripley actually – let it be a even matchup. Don't let her get her ass beat the entire match. And do not let her come off as a heel. I think she seems too cocky and arrogant at the moment, and that's not a look you want for your face. And Charlotte's not a face. Uh, one more point. You can't no, no, make no. Charlotte a face at all. She is a natural-born heel like her father was. So you have to make you have to do something with this one. Yeah, and, you know, I love Charlotte. I'm, I, I'm not a big Ripley person. Um, I, I know she's still – raw to the raw game and but she was in the next a while i'm just not a big fan of her promos um so, but she can grow a lot i mean she's young and talented and she has the you know flexibility in the ring to get it done but speaking of woman i was just thinking of this really quickly then and did you were you able to see what nikki cross was wearing on monday because i thought that was a little interesting no uh actually i did not get this oh was it a she pretty much looks like a female hurricane helms now Oh, I actually read about that. That's kind of funny because I think it's um, for all our older guys or even our younger listeners, if you really pay attention, they were talking about her character being like Molly Holly was when she joined up with the Hurricane. She became a super Molly Holly or something where she came out in a Really? Yeah. So, I mean, that's not a bad look. Oh, honestly, the fans loved the Hurricane back in the day. It was the goofiest gimmick around at the time but it was so funny because he made it funny so if nikki cross can make this gimmick entertaining and funny then it could work in her success because hurricane had a lot of success in the middle and cruiserweight division and tag team never a world champion because his gimmick held him back from that but he still was phenomenal in the ring and he won champion so nikki cross can take advantage of this this can go a long way for her yeah, and she's de- she was well-liked uh, when the fans were there. And, you know, they kind of have, you know, not done too much with her in her – I mean, she yeah, she's around, she has matches, whatever. But she, she needs to get more back into the limelight where she could, you know, create a character for herself that will stick. I kind of feel like once they broke down her, like, crazy psychotic character, uh, it took them a while to get something going, and maybe this is the direction – that they do want to go and hopefully it could stick. Cause I do wish her the best. I think she deserves a good run. Uh, you know, continuing down the woman route. Yes. People I'm about to say, Eva Marie could already be done wrestling. Uh, she was moved to the alumni page on YouTube. Uh, she's a beautiful woman. We knew she had her struggles in the ring some years back, but I thought, you know, her thing going on with Dordo right now, who's, a, you know, phenomenal talent for being a uh, heavier set lady. She just knows how to get it done and there's potential feuding going on there. So, you know, unless they just moved her to alumni, be 
because they made a mistake or something. I'm not saying it is fully confirmed, but if you don't see her on Monday Night Raw, don't be surprised. Or maybe she's just be a truly a manager or something now. But either way, it's um, it's a little interesting. Do you have any thought on that? And like, I don't even want to talk about it too much, I guess. But it's kind of weird how quick that would happen if true. Yeah, I think that is very weird. But I, it's been weird because she hasn't wrestled a match. She usually had someone else step in and wrestle the matches for she her. She did so. do a tag team match on Monday, though. Well, yeah, but she I don't think she got involved. Am I correct on that? I don't think I saw I missed that one. I just saw that it was a tag team match where they lost to Asuka and um, Naomi, but go on. But I think if she is let go, that's probably the fastest that someone has signed back and Vince has let go. You mentioned a few years ago she probably – you said she had problems in the ring, so maybe she hasn't approved in the ring. Uh, she is a pretty woman, you know, pretty face and all that. But nowadays, that doesn't get you where it, 10 years ago it got you holding the Divas champion. But now you have so many more actual women that can wrestle and that are good in the ring. So a pretty face doesn't mean anything. So this is very interesting to see where does this develop, where this leads to. Um, it'll be stupid to bring someone back if you – hyped her up like this to be a manager. That's silly to do so. Maybe they did let her go, or maybe this is just WWE just, you know, playing around with us. And to the main event. Yes, we got another Hell in a Cell, uh, as stated earlier, on Monday night between Lashley and Xavier Woods. And I really, really enjoyed what they did here for a couple of reasons. Number one. Lashley, people could argue, like Cleveland was saying, that he didn't look so almighty in the Hell in a Cell match. Well, he did on Monday night. Number two, you're furthering the storyline for Kofi versus Lashley, which to me is a phenomenal match for Money in the Bank. Now, I think in my eyes, 0% chance Kofi wins, but a former champ with tons of experience and a different type of wrestler, it could be a very intriguing and good match. Do you give, would you, I don't, you know, not our full out prediction, but what percentage would you put it at for Kofi Kingston walking out with the title on Raw? Or I'm sorry, at Money in the Bank. Uh, zero. Um, yeah. I, like I said, Kofi Kingston is great in the ring, but this is Bobby's time. This is the almighty time. Um I think it'll be a good match. Maybe this is who um, Kofi, they have a rematch at uh, SummerSlam or something. These are two big names. You mentioned Kofi had one of the best runs of the last 10 years with Kofi Mania. You know, that got everyone behind him. So I don't think he will beat Bobby Lashley, but I think this is a smart move and this is a great opponent to step up and challenge. But speak on the Hell in a Cell match from Monday. Now that was a phenomenal match because not only did Xavier Woods stand out and show people that he could potentially be a singles competitor down the road. But Bobby Lashley just looked phenomenal in that match. Um, he just looked like almighty, what he should have looked like against someone his size. But I'm happy that he was able to do it the next night. And he pulled a back-to-back -back hell in a cell. Come on, Bobby. Come on, Bobby. <laughs> the almighty. But, hey, we have almighty. a little bit of breaking news here. Again, if you – you do listen to this before SmackDown or after, and you haven't seen it. We have our first men's qualifying match announced. It will be Apollo Crews and Big E. I swear to God, Big E better win that match, right? Nah, Apollo's going to get that one. Uh, that big guy, 
I forget his name. He's gonna play a factor within Commander match. Aziz. Commander Aziz, yeah. Um, you, I think you were saying at the top of the show before we started that Biggie was possibly moving to Raw. So apparently that has been leaked. That is another news note we have so for y'all. See, maybe, we're just filled with the damn news. But I mean, I'll take that back because it's not a for sure Apollo Crews could win. Because remember, they this is the reason why they broke Biggie. Oh, took him away from New Day so that he can go out on his own. And I think the Money in the Bank briefcase will definitely put him in the right direction. But my problem is, I like I mentioned, I think I said this last week or two episodes ago, I feel that the winner of Money in Bank should always be a heel because a heel does it the right way. A face does it, they do it straight up. A heel does it, you know, when you're down and out, they wait for you at your weakest moment or when you're least expecting it compared to what your guy John Cena did a few years ago where he literally challenged Randy Orton the next pay-per-view and wasted his opportunity. So, but I, I would go Biggie. I'm, I'm just saying, um, but I'll go Biggie to take this chance. It would be nice if it's Biggie, and that would let's say it is him, real quick. Let's just play hypotheticals. Uh, I know y'all like, you know, hearing hypotheticals because that's what wrestling is—it's storylines, and we want it to be driven by what we want sometimes as fans. And we already got our three people, as we mentioned, on Raw. We're going to get the three losers to face off in a triple threat next week. So say it's Ricochet, who's in it, Riddle, and John Morrison, already in. We'll put Randy Orton in, since that's who we kind of favor. And we put Big E in. That's five. Now, if you do a six, Sammy, and we were saying Sammy Zane. So let's put those six in the money in the bank. If that is it, and it probably won't end up those six, but if you had to give us right now, just off the top of your head, who would you want to win out of those six? Uh, uh, and again, I'll list them for you. Riddle, Ricochet, Morrison, Orton, Big E, Sami Zayn. Well, uh, we can we can do the process of elimination. Randy Orton is the first one because he doesn't need the world's champion late. In his career, uh, next, Ricochet, I know he has a lot of fans. You know, a lot of people are behind him. But he's not world's champion material for being And he's not like a scary money in the bank guy. Like, he, I mean, yeah. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, I just don't think it's – He's in there to do, the, you know, the cool stuff off the ladder and stuff. But he's not there to actually win. Uh, Matt Riddler, maybe. But I think Randy Jordan cancels him out. So, that leave us with uh, John Morrison, Big E. And Sami Zayn, three guys you. deserving of a world championship, especially John Morrison. But if I were going to ride, I'm riding with John Morrison. It's the reason why they brought him Ooh. back. The Miz isn't around anymore to hinder him, or he's injured. Yeah, he's in- <laughs> well. He, you know, he really is. I, I think he has a no, tear. no, no. I know it's just funny. He'd be shooting his squirt gun and all that oh. shit now. But go on. So I think if out of those three, Big E, Sami Zayn, and John Morrison of the three I said left, I like John Morrison because there's a reason why they brought this man back. John Morrison is phenomenal in the ring. He can cut promos, and he has one of the best finishers in the business. Star uh, Starship Pain, I think it's called. Phenomenal move, especially if you saw it Friday where he literally caught himself on the rope to balance himself so he could land the move perfectly. A lot of guys don't really take the time to make sure that they, you know, not rushing it. So, John Morrison deserves it out of all six of the guys, in my opinion. I was with you until you said Morrison. 
I'm going to go Big E. Uh, I just think he needs it, and that's his run. And also, I think the fans would go absolutely nuts whenever he would choose to cash in because nobody dislikes Big E. He's a good promo. He's good in the ring. He's a great person outside of wrestling. And I think it just makes the most sense. I don't mind the John Morrison pick, but I want to be different, and I don't agree. So that's just that. Um, there's a quick prediction. Like I said, those probably aren't going to be the six. We did a couple of hypotheticals, but fuck it. That's what we do. Moving on, though, uh, you know, we talked a lot about Raw. I want to keep on this little bit of a smackdown so we can get a a little bit of another bit of a hypothetical or another lead-in. Roman Reigns, as we know from last Friday, I screwed that up and mentioned it, that he won the Helena Cell versus Ray. Money in the bank, if he fights for the title there, is it the easy choice to make Dominic, or do you got a wild card? Um, It's up in the air who's next to step up to Roman. Like we talked about before we went live with the show, I just think it will be a big slap in the face to a lot of guys if Dominic were to move up that fast. He had a phenomenal rookie year when he first came around, but he's not ready for that spotlight. And like I said, it doesn't matter who steps up to Roman Reigns at um, Money in the Bank. Roman Reigns is going to retain. Why? Because Roman Reigns has the best finisher in all of wrestling. Yes, people, I've said it. The guillotine lock that he put in on Rey Mysterio last Friday was crazy, was deadly. That move genuinely looks like it hurts. He had that man neck twerked like this, and he had his he like he was just right, ranching his neck around. So it doesn't matter who steps up to Roman at Money in the Bank, he's gonna come out the champion, the head of the table, the best wrestler in the world, Roman Reigns. I'm a big Roman guy now, man. I'm on a train. Oh, I'm a huge Roman guy. I love <laughs> I love the music. Um, to be honest, uh, his character we all know his character got stale, and this has just been perfection. Uh, I can't wait till John Cena beats him at SummerSlam. Oh, it's be oh, epic. Oh. Um, <laughs> but that's for another time. As John Cena on the Tonight Show also hinted WWE return as well. So uh, we know what we're getting there. But we won't chop on it because I could talk and, you know, make Cleveland upset all day. Anyways, so we have that. I told you guys about the Mixed Tag Team Challenge match, which, you know, Rollins and Bailey. I that's like a perfect team almost, I feel like. Just like two of the best heels right now and then obviously Bianca and Cesaro two of the fan favorites right now so that would be fun uh you know I don't know Cleveland we talked about a lot today any you know any topic or any person I I do want to get your Hell in a Cell grade on the pay-per-view and then anything that we haven't touched on any wrestler any moment uh first I would give Hell in a Cell a B because like I've, I've talked about this in the past, regardless of how Raw has been, Pat, you know how Raw is weekly. The last few paper, you I can't even remember the last time they had a really horrible pay per view. Where you're like I already have to cut this off. WWE has always delivered these last few pay per views, and it's always something to watch. And the next point, I I mentioned this on my Twitter during Money in the Bank, actually, that Roman Reigns has had the best heel turn in my opinion, since The Rock first turned heel. I'm going to go a little, go down the road, just a little history. Uh, when The Rock first came around, he was Rocky might be a third generation. You know, they was pushing The Rock, but the fans were not ready for The Rock to be the man. 
It was literally fans at the arena that used to shout, die, Rocky, die. They hated The Rock. They used to boo The Rock wherever he went. The Rock got injured. He had a heel turn. He joined the Nation of Domination. Once he got rid of those guys, he linked up with Vince McMahon, and he became the great one that we know today. Similar with Roman Reigns. He was with The Shield. He really wasn't the most popular guy in The Shield because you had Dean Ambrose, and you had Seth Rollins, and you just had Roman, who was the muscles. Roman couldn't cut a promo to save his life. Everybody hated Roman Reigns. We can all be honest. Roman got booed every time he touched the mic, every time he won a match. People hated Roman Reigns. He got sympathy when they find out he had cancer. And, you know, we, that's understandable because, you know, he is a wrestler, but he's also – I'm into remission, y'all. I'll never yeah. forget that statement. But even after that, though, once he came back after a while, though, if you remember, people were slowly starting to boo him again once all that, you know, the goody-goody feeling went away. Once people knew that he was okay. They yeah, he had of- that match, if you remember, versus Baron Corbin. And uh, I believe it was Royal Rumble or SummerSlam where they were fighting all over that Astro Stadium. And it was a good match, but he wasn't, he wasn't getting that hype once again. Kind of, no, I, I feel you. People didn't care. And then all of a sudden, Roman Reigns turns heel for the first time, and people are flocking to Roman. People love what they see from Roman. We see new submissions. I can't remember the last time I seen that stupid-ass Superman punch anymore. Um, <laughs> people, I think people need to appreciate when a guy picks a submission hold as his finisher, a submission is more powerful to me than a pinfall because anybody can get pinned. But to make a guy tap out just holds more weight to me than a pinfall. So Roman Reigns' heel turn is probably the best one, like I said, since The Rock. And, man, he's the man. I don't, I don't think you can say anything bad about what Roman Reigns has been doing or saying on the mic or anything at all. Well, I think Cleveland needs a cameo for his birthday from the guy after all. The good. <laughs> but I, I'm, with, I'm with Cleveland on that one. Um, I'll argue anyone to death that Roman Reigns is the best, not Kenny Omega, but that's for another topic and discussion as well. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, we hit a lot of news. We hit a lot of good topics. You know what? Screw it. Let's do a little bit of donuts with Cleve to end the show. It's been a minute. And, uh, yeah, the one on final comments and uh, maybe a little NBA thought, maybe not. Depends how I feel when I get there. Um. <laughs> So, Donuts with Cleve, question number one. At SummerSlam, Bobby Lashley will lose his title. Uh, I'm going to go a one on that. I think it would be a bad move to let Bobby Lashley lose, especially if you don't have anyone that. Even if it was Brock Lesnar? God, I don't want Brock Lesnar to be champion again. <laughs> like I said, Brock Lesnar, he, you know, he brings money because people will pay to see Brock Lesnar, but he does not need to be champion. He was champion for 500 some days and we barely saw him. We do not need to go backwards. WWE needs to go forward. And I think Bobby Lashley is probably the best wrestler on Raw. At the moment, he's the only guy that you can really see holding the champion over there. So, Kofi. Nah, I think that that ship sailed. Kofi, he, you know, Kofi Mania was what it was. 
But I think it was a lot just had to do with the storyline and a lot of people got behind him. But I don't think Kofi will ever get that support he had during Kofi Mania. So I, it's, it's Bobby Lashley's a two. I don't see it. Yeah, I'm going to go – I'm going to go four. And my reasoning – and why I, I, I love – I like Bobby Lashley. It has is nothing against him by any stretch of the imagination. I just think they're going to make SummerSlam pop and he's going to have a big-time opponent and Vince is just going to have him lose. I think Lashley – I think Vince wanted Lashley to have the title for a bit, which I really have enjoyed, actually. I did not think I would enjoy – one of his theme songs or him coming to the ring. And I actually think they do a great job of scripting and producing uh, Lashley at this point, unlike many years that they failed him. So I'm going to go a four and a real quick comment before we go to question number two on De- uh, Donuts with Clay, I want to throw in um, Monday night raw Cleveland. I don't know if you saw it, but you know, so Adam uh, Pierce and, you know, Sonny Deville, the two GMs, they're kind of co-doing it right now on both shows. They walk over and all of a sudden Jinder Mahal, uh, Ali, Jeff Hardy, uh, Jeff Hardy, the guy Ma- that's Mansoor, with, uh, uh, Elias, the guy that was feuding with Elias, Jack too, Riker. Uh, yeah. They're all like, why can't we get our chance in uh, Money in the Bank? And it's like, damn, there are so many wrestlers who do deserve it. And, you know, it's crazy. There are so many releases, but they still have so much talent. I I'm gonna take question number two to here. If if no, let me rephrase. Either Jinder Mahal, Mansoor, Jeff Hardy, Jack Riker, or Ali will find their way in Money in the Bank because Adam Pierce did say. I guess if you find a way to injure a person that's in. You can get them out. What is your one to five scale of donuts of one of those five guys getting in in that match? Uh, well, I, I think it's a four. It's the reason he says that. I mean, he wouldn't just say it just to say it. But if you were to wheedle through them five guys, who truly does who you truly would pick? Um, what's the Hardy? Guy? Hardy's always deserving. Yeah, but Hardy's- if you want to go young guys, um, Jinder Mahal. No, he's not really that young, but. Uh, Ali. Ali um, and Mansoor. Mansoor. Uh, the, the guy from uh, NXT India. Or, uh, no, actually, I'm sorry. He uh, He's the one that did all those shows when they go overseas and do the Super Showdowns. But anyways, Jack Riker. See, they, got, they put so much new talent in there. I would put in Hardy. But here's my question to you. Then You said a four. Who are you going to take out? Who would they – if it's on Raw, that means they're going to probably either invade – Ricochet, Riddle, or Morrison. If you have Morrison winning, then it'd either be Ricochet or Riddle getting injured. Who who would it be out of those two? Mm, um, probably. Uh, I don't know. Probably Matt Riddler. Um, like I said, him and Orton just seems like they're at odds a little bit at the moment. Uh, so, I don't know. I think Matt Riddler cost Orton his match on Monday, too, a little bit, where he came out when Orton didn't want him to come out. So, that is a possibility. I don't think they should pull Ricochet, because like I mentioned, even though he's not going to win, he's still phenomenal to see in that type of match. But I think Ali, of all the guys you named, because it seems like they're trying to go for guys that haven't won a world champion. So, 
it's crazy that Jinder Mahal won the WWE champion. Yes, people, he did. He beat Randy Orton, but um, <laughs> he's not a guy for a ladder match. Jeff Hardy, as much as we love Jeff Hardy, and, um, Jeff Hardy's the man. I think his ship has sailed. Um, the one guy overseas, I don't think he's ever going to get a serious push because I think they just sort of keep him around for the viewership from India. Um, the other guy, he just, I don't even know. He's still new to the ball game, so. Mansoor or Jack Riker? Jack Riker. So, I'm going uh, Mustafa Ali. He deserves it. He had a championship. He, Kofi stole his opportunity. I don't even say he stole it, but Kofi cashed in on his opportunity, and it just seems like Ali has never been able to recover from that. So, out of all those guys, he deserves a chance to at least fight for a chance to wrestle for the WWE or Universal Champion. Yeah, and I mean, it's just another way of creating and developing another storyline that can make things interesting. Stuff that is an element of surprise. We talk about this time in and time again, and that's actually all we're going to have time for is those couple of questions right there. By the way, I'm going to give it two, just because I don't want to see any of those people in it uh, besides Hardy, really. And I don't think Hardy should win the money in the bank. So I'm going to go two. Uh, so... That's Donuts with Cleve. Man, it's been a while. It's always good to get that donut scale going. I'm getting a little hungry as we speak. But that being said, you know, Raw is doing things. that These storylines, you're seeing, okay, there's an element of surprise there. What's going to happen? You know, Lashley, they're playing that out well. Uh, Alexa Bliss, you know, you can go either way. But they're, Bray Wyatt has been showing up behind the scenes a little more lately. I th- like I keep telling y'all, I think he's going to get his payback at Bliss sooner than later, and that will put the kibosh on that. Um, you know, Cleveland, man, we talked a lot, a lot, a lot of WWE, and I'm happy we did. Uh, if you haven't checked out our YouTube video, even though it's a pre-show, but it's it's with great people, go on YouTube, type in Cleveland Me. We have a lot of good uh, episodes. I believe it's up to five now. Uh, we're going to change some up with the YouTube next time, so be on the look with your eyes and ears for that, whether it be Twitter or through our podcast that we greatly provide pretty much every week uh, as busy as we are. So we love you all. Uh, I can speak for Cleveland and I that it's this ride ain't dying. Um, It's taking us to Chicago, August 2nd. We're going to be in the big boy seats. We're going to be on TV and row four all the time. So if you're always wondering who the hell are these clowns that talk every week, August 2nd on Monday Night Raw, you're going to be able to see us too. You're going to be able to see Tones, who's been on the show, uh, and a couple of our other other buddies, and we're going to be living it up. It's an expensive but worth it potentially once-in-a-lifetime event. So, I'll, you know, as we get closer, I'll post more details on that, but we're going to we're gonna do a cool thing. I'm, I'm not sure. We might just go a little bit live during the damn Raw and show you all what it's about, but we're going to keep that a little bit as surprise too. Cause you know, we want to have good creative for you on our end, but that being said, Cleveland final thoughts, I was going to say talk basketball, but I guess I'll say this. What's your, uh, where are you at right now with an NBA finals uh, prediction? What two teams are going to come out and then uh, wrap it up for yourself. Man, I'm going to be honest. This is probably one of the most unpredictable playoffs of the last few years. Um, I thought Milwaukee was going to win game one. Ice Trey shows up, steals game one. Um, I'm still pulling for a Suns and Milwaukee series. But like I said, just this is unpredictable. 
these four teams, probably three out of these four teams will never get this opportunity again, which is something nice to see. Small market teams are stepping up. But like I said, whoever wins, this will be a great run. But just know these four teams, three out of these four teams will probably never get this far again. And I'm going to end this show by saying that we love all our followers, all our listeners that tune in every week. Shout out all our fans on Twitter that, you know, like and, you know, follow us. And we just thank you so much. We're almost reaching a year, actually, back. We're two months away from a year in uh, August. So Crazy. Thank you so much. This has been a great run. Last thing, Tones, I saw what you said on Twitter about my Cowboys. (laughs) I love the smack talking, but I cannot wait till week one till we show you up. (laughs) Oh, man. And I'm sure Tones, whether it be YouTube or the show soon, he'll have his little fun as they've been jabbing through the shows. And the, by the way, it was just Tones' birthday as well. So we've been, you know, getting after a little bit to talking more crap as we get closer to football season and all that. But um, NBA Finals for me really quick. I hope it's Milwaukee versus Suns as well. And I still believe that even though both teams lost their most recent game, if you haven't been following, it's two to one Phoenix and it's one zero Atlanta. But for that being said, he's Cleve. I'm me. God bless. And what do I say, Mr. Cleve? Good night. Good night.